Welcome to Lakeside Church's message podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find your church family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Lakeside Church. My name is Chris, and we are going to talk about week three of our message series, The Call. And we talked about how Jesus um, cares for us and he cares for people who are lost. And when we talk about lost, lost does not mean they're not as valuable. Um, you know, a $20 bill that I know where it is, is just as valuable as a $20 bill I lost. The only difference is, is I'm looking for one and I'm after one. And that is what God is doing. God cares for those people that are away from him, that are lost. And God wants us to be part of the answer, the solution in reaching them and in going after them. And so we're going to pray and then we're going to talk about, um, I'm going to try to answer a question today is, so how do you share your faith? Hopefully we've, we've convinced you and that you see that it's in the scripture that we are called to share the gospel. We are called to reach people who are far from God. But the question comes is, like, all right, so how do I do this? Because I think that's a lot of times where we, we have difficulties. We might know what we're supposed to do, but we just don't know how to do it. And so that's really what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to try to give you some principles, and I'm going to try to pull some things out of a Bible story with a man named Philip and um, show you how I think we can do that, how we can be part of God's answer for those people that are far from him, that we can help bring them back to him. But let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity of sharing your word. Lord God, I am not worthy. I pray you would give me the wisdom, the understanding, and help me to make it clear because I believe it is our responsibility um, to share your word, not out of obligation that we're trying to earn something from you, but God, you, you love people and you've given your church, your people, um, the responsibility of being lights in dark places. And so help us to find out how we can be lights in dark places. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, trivia fact, one of my favorite chapters in all the Bible right here, 2 Corinthians 5. But we're going to look right at verse 20. So that's 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. And Paul is talking to believers uh, in Corinth, and it applies to us today. He says, therefore we, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. So by using we, he's saying that same call, that same um, desire that Paul has to share the gospel. Paul is one of the biggest church planners and reach more lost people probably 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 almost than anybody else if you think about all the churches that he started and all the people who read his letters and and the big influence he's had on this world not just in his time but all throughout church history his letters have been so important so but he says we and then he says are ambassadors for Christ and we're going to look at that word ambassador in a minute but it says we are ambassadors for Christ God making his appeal through us. 
We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. And that is exactly what God's desire is for people that are lost, that people that are far from him. He wants to reconcile them, to bring them back into relationship so that there is nothing that comes between them. And that is really the message of the gospel, that Christ took away everything that was between man and God. He died for our sins. Our sins are forgiven. He took the law out of the way because he fulfilled the law. And how that is really done in Christ and how that's what God's plan is, is that people would hear that message, respond to that message of Christ on the cross and be reconciled to him. Um, and it's, it's for we. It's not just a one-man show. This is really the church's responsibility to care about lost people. And so it uses that word ambassador. And so as we go through the how, we're going to give you some practical steps here in a minute. But as we go through the how, I want you to think about being an ambassador. And there's three things that kind of come with being an ambassador. The first one is knowledge. The second one is wisdom. And the, the third one is integrity. So for knowledge, you can write in your notes. That's what you know. Do you know the gospel? Do you know God's word? Like, do you know that? And we're not talking about that today, although that is very important. The last one we said was integrity. And that's how you live. Does your lifestyle demonstrate that you really believe what you're talking about? Not that you're being perfect, but that you have integrity. And a lot of times integrity is best seen when we make a mistake and then we own it and we repent and we, we, we acknowledge it and, and we make things right by God's grace. Of course, we can never make anything right on our own. Christ is ultimately the one who makes things right. But it's that we, we live a life that shows that God is really in us. Because that verse says that we implore you on Christ's behalf as though God were pleading through us. So if God is pleading through us, he should be living within us. And that's what integrity is. And then the other one is wisdom. So knowledge is what you know. Integrity is how you live. And um, wisdom is how you share what you know. See, there, just because you know the truth um, doesn't mean you necessarily know how to share it. And that's what we're going to break down. We're going to talk about wisdom um, on how to share God's message with somebody who is far from him. And, and to do that, we're going to go into the book of Acts. So if you have your Bibles, you want to turn into the book of Acts chapter 8. And we're going to be looking at a man named Philip. Now, I love this story. One of my favorite stories. I go back to it all the time because Philip was just a regular guy. Philip was not Peter. Now, sometimes it's hard for us to relate with Peter because Peter walked on water. Peter raised the dead. Peter did like a lot of great things. And then we can find a lot of truth in Peter, but but Philip, Philip's a regular guy. And so that's what I relate to. And as, as a believer in Christ, like as I first came to faith, the story of Philip being just a regular guy who was used by God for great things, like it spoke to me. And I pray, my prayer is right now that it speaks to you, that somebody who's hearing this, that you feel like, you know what, I'm a regular person, but God can use me too. So we're in the book of Acts chapter 8, and we're going to read through and we're going to pick out some points. So verse 26 is where we're going to start. And it says, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. So Philip hears from an angel, this regular guy getting some clear direction from an angel of God. And he said, get up, go south on the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. 
this is a desert road. So Philip gets direction and he's told to go to this road. And, and, and so verse 27, he got up and went. Anytime God speaks to you, you should listen, you should obey. Philip did and so should we. Um, and there was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, a high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury, and he had come to worship in Jerusalem. So we read about this man who was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a high government official, a treasurer in charge of all the money of the queen, and he had come to Israel to worship, and now he's coming back. So this guy had been seeking God, but he had not yet found him. And what God is going to do is God is going to use Philip to bring him through to the gospel. And that's what we're going to see here now. So this, this Ethiopian man, verse 28, he's in a chariot and he says he's reading on his way home the prophet Isaiah aloud. Now here's verse 29. Here's going to be your first point. The spirit told Philip Go and join that chariot. So your first point, the first thing I want you to fill in is listen to the Holy Spirit. It is important that you know the word of God, but it is also important that you know the voice of the spirit that you recognize when he is leading you to someone, when he is putting you in a situation where he wants to do something great. And that only comes through time in prayer and time in study. And some, somebody asked me the other day, so how can I hear God clearer? And one of the biggest things I can say is, is, is talk to him about that. Spend time in prayer. Say, God, I want to hear you better. Make my ears open. Make my eyes to see. Like, I want to see. I want to hear. And because, like, really explaining to somebody how to hear a sound, I can't tell you how to hear that guitar that was playing in worship or how to hear those drums. You just do it. And that's kind of how it is with God. Like, it just begins to happen as you spend time with him. You begin to recognize his still, small voice. And so that's what he spoke to Philip. And that's your first point. The first wisdom on how to share God's word is listen to the Holy Spirit. Verse 30. And then when Philip had ran up to it, he heard him reading. So I want you to get this picture. There's, there's Philip running alongside of a chariot with a man reading in it. Like that is pretty out there. Like he is running on a desert road alongside of a chariot. Now it might have just been a trot. I'm not sure how fast chariots went back then. He wasn't racing. It was a long journey distance, but it was definitely faster than walking. And that's your second point is come alongside people. So you're never going to have that opportunity to share the gospel with someone who's lost if you don't have them in your life. So come alongside people who, who, who are far from God. Don't be afraid from that. Now, I'm not saying get involved in bad things that maybe you shouldn't be involved in, but, but when the Spirit speaks and when you're feeling led, like come alongside them. Put yourself out there. Philip was putting himself out there running alongside of this chariot. It was pretty wild. But by putting himself out there, he was able to begin a conversation. And a lot of times we, we don't start conversations because we're not alongside anybody. We haven't, we, he earned the Ethiopian's ear by running alongside him. I'm not saying he earned anything from God, but that Ethiopian was going to pay attention to him because he saw the man running. So he had someone to talk to. It doesn't say there was anybody else in the chariot. He might have been the only other person around. And so he's, he's 
watching Philip run, and Philip is listening to him read. And right here in verse uh, 30, it says, he heard him reading. And that's the next point is not only do you come alongside someone, but listen to them. Hear what they're saying. Don't be concerned as much with what you want to say as listening to where they're at. Because Philip, in order to bring him through the, to the gospel and bring him into a relationship with God, he had to find out where this guy was at. And he just listened. Now, this Ethiopian was at a pretty ripe spot because he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Not everybody is there. But, but, but if somebody's there and they're reading Isaiah, then you know where you need to start. And if somebody's farther away or somebody's in a different area, then you'll know where to start. But you'll never know unless you do point three, which is listen. Listen to people. Turn your ear, one ear to the Spirit of God and the other ear listening to people and what they're going through, what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And so he hears him reading. And you keep going on in verse 30. And then Philip said... Do you understand what you are reading? See, because he had been obedient to God and come along and listened to his voice, come alongside the Ethiopian, listen to him, then he had the ability to do the most important part of here, right here, outside of listening to the Holy Spirit. It's right here is ask questions. See, questions are so powerful. Jesus taught so many things through questions. Great teachers don't just how to make, know how to make great statements. They know how to ask great questions. And so Philip, by listening to the guy and seeing where he was at, he asked a very basic question. But it was this question that began to open the door for Philip to have the permission to share. He had come alongside him. He had listened and really, in sharing our faith, those are two things we need to do is come alongside and listen. And then oftentimes, many times, probably most times, before we say anything, we have to ask the right question. Well, why do you think that? Maybe somebody's talking about the Bible. And, and for me, I, I, I know the Bible pretty well. I, I love studying it. I love, um, I love the contradictions in the Bible. Now, what I mean by that is if you go and do some research, you'll find that some people have pointed out some things that are really hard to put together. They seem like contradictions. I'm not saying they are contradictions, but I'm familiar with, with a lot of issues people have with the Bible. And so a lot of times you'll be talking to somebody or you'll be in conversation and you can ask the question, you know, say, oh, the Bible's so flawed. Like there's so many things wrong with it. And if you ask the question, it's like, well, what, what's the biggest issue you found with it? They'll either tell you and you can start there and begin to address it. Or a lot of times they'll say, well, I don't really know. Because they don't really know because they've never read it. They have no conception. They just heard something on a YouTube video or they saw something somewhere online or some one of their friends made a comment. But, but they don't really know. And sometimes a good question will get you farther than a good um, statement. And so verse 31, the, the Ethiopian response says, How can I unless somebody guides me? Like the, He doesn't know what he's reading in Isaiah because he doesn't have a teacher. And so he invites Philip up to come and sit with him. And so that's the next point is um, and not only do you ask questions, but you give people time. See, Philip had to give this man time. He couldn't just jump right into the gospel. 
So you may do the majority of your work in listening to the Spirit, coming alongside people, listening to where they're at, asking the right questions. And then point number five is, is just give them time. Sit with them a little bit would be another way to say that. Don't rush what God is doing. Don't feel like you have to know the answer to every question they ask. I mean, if they ask a really good one and you don't know, there's we could talk to me or Caleb or David or my wife or there's a lot of people here that know a lot that you can bring the question to us and we'd be happy to talk through it with you. But but don't be afraid to give them time just to hear them out, just to, to wait and watch and see what God is doing in their lives before um, you take it a step further. And so that's number five is give them time. Sit with them. Verse 32, now the scripture passage he was reading, the Ethiopian was reading this. It said, this is out of Isaiah. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before his shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. It's talking about Jesus, but he doesn't even know that so far. Who will describe his generation? His life was taken from the earth. So the Ethiopian is reading this. He doesn't really know what this is talking about. And so in verse 34, the Ethiopian asks, um, eunuch asks Philip a question. He says, who is this prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or some other person? And so that is the next point, is answer their questions. So if you spend enough time with people and you listen to them and you ask them questions, eventually they're going to ask you a question. And this gave Philip in verse 35 the permission to share the good news. So answer their questions. And so in verse 35, um, Philip answers the question. He proceeded from this verse to tell them the good news about Jesus. Verse 36, and as they were traveling down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's water. What keeps me from being baptized? So somehow from that verse about a lamb being silent before its shearer and um, somebody being humiliated and denied justice, Philip had taken that verse and gone all the way from that to how Jesus, really, you know, just like a lamb, they're, they're, they're sheared and that, clothe, that, that wool is used to clothe someone, how Jesus' blood was shed and how that blood clothes us and takes away our sin and that he, he was denied justice, but just because he was denied justice, we got received grace and freedom and, and he, he preached the gospel. He got all the way to baptism. And the eunuch realized that, and he sees some water, and he says, well, hey, I want to get baptized. So verse 37, Philip, you know, makes it clear. He says, um, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And the man replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that's point seven, is keep the message on Jesus. When you're talking with somebody and you're getting into good conversations and if you're really wanting to, to share the gospel and you're really concerned about their soul and wanting them to know who Jesus is and, and to be reconciled to God, you got to keep the message on Jesus. Don't veer off into politics or to philosophy or to all these other things. I mean, and you might touch on some of those as you go around, but don't stay there. Always bring the message back to Jesus because that is the message. There's no other name under which people can be saved. And so that's the next point. Verse 7 is keep the message on Jesus. Verse 38, 
Um, the eunuch's ready to be baptized, and he believed that Jesus is the Son of God. And so in verse 38, Philip lets him take the next step. Um, the man ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch go down into the water and baptize him. So that's the last point that I want to share with you, is share next steps. Share one thing they can do to, to, to get closer to God. As they want to grow in their faith in Jesus. If they share that they believe in Jesus, we'll share a next step about maybe coming to church with you. Or, or coming to a small group with you. Or maybe just even meeting with you once a week or once every two weeks to pray, to read the Bible. Give them a passage to read and say, all right, well, you know what? I'm so happy you made this decision. And, and you know, would you, why don't you read this? Um, could you just read this passage or read this book? John is a great one to give them. There's, there's so many great resources you can give them. And then talk with them about it. Or if you don't feel comfortable, get them in a small group where somebody else is comfortable. Or bring them on Sunday where they're going to hear word and be a part of worship and, and begin to grow in their faith. But you got to give them some next steps. Don't just leave them hanging there. Because they're being born, if they believe Jesus and if you brought them that far, they're being born into a new life, but they're going to need to mature. Now, some will mature faster than others. Some people, they're going to believe this and it's going to change their life instantly and they're going to wind up being like so on fire for God. You're going to be like, man, I wish my heart was like that. You're going to be impressed by, by who they become like instantly. Other people are going to like take a lot of time. You know, they, they may not come to church right away. They may not want to get baptized. They may not, you know, understand why a small group is important. They may not want to read the Bible. And, you know, I mean, um, and it's going to take time. And some people grow slower. And that's okay. As long as you're growing. As long as they're going in the right direction. So take them in the right direction. Give them, give them steps. Whatever step you feel from knowing them, you've come alongside them, you've listened to them, you've asked them questions. Whatever step you feel is the best step. You know, just give them something. Say, you know what? I really would love for you to come in two weeks when we have a hangout. Just come and check out the church. Just, just come see how it is. Or, you know, I got this great small group leader. He or she's awesome. I love them. There's such a great thing. Would, would you come with me? Um, you know, and, and, and that, that's really how you do this. And in verse 39, we read that when they come out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carries Philip away. God takes Philip somewhere else. And the eunuch didn't see him any longer. But, I love that but right there. But he went on his way rejoicing. And I want to see that we are just one piece of what God is doing in somebody's life. And so I want you to understand, like, if you do these steps and so and become an ambassador. Remember, we talked about ambassador at the beginning. That's somebody who has knowledge, wisdom and integrity. Knowledge. We know what we're talking about. We know the gospel. We understand what happened on the cross and how that affects people who believe. We have integrity. We let our lives. Um, we live right to the best of our ability. We're not we're growing and we're showing forth the character that Christ would have with love and patience. And we're not perfect when we make mistakes. Part of integrity is accepting them and, and, and owning that and trying to make things right. And then wisdom on how to share your faith. And I, right here, I gave you eight points that if you listen to the Spirit, if you come alongside people, 
If you listen to the people you come alongside, ask the right questions, give them time, don't try to rush it. There's no microwave. Sometimes things will happen really fast. It can happen in an airplane ride or a car ride or, or a neighbor. And sometimes they're going to happen slow over months or weeks or maybe even years. Give them time. Number six is answer their questions. When they ask something, answer them. Just be like, hey, this is how I deal with that. This is how, what I think about that because I see this in the scripture. Of course, give them scriptural answers, not just your own random answer. And of course, if they ask an answer, a question that you don't really know, then do some research, study, talk to one of us, talk to, um, we can give you great resources on pretty much any question that's out there. Um, and then keep the message on Jesus when you really get to the place where you're trying to lead someone to have faith in Jesus, then you pretty much should be talking about Jesus and avoiding everything else because that's the gospel. The gospel is what has happened on the cross and that is what people, that's what God uses for people to be saved, belief in that. And then the last one is share next steps. Help people to know what is the next step they can take to grow in their faith, what would be appropriate for them. Don't be afraid to challenge them. But, um, you know, do the next step. For some people, opening up a Bible would be a huge thing. For some people, walking into church would be, like, tremendous. Some people are so terrified of coming into church, um, just getting into a church building. For some people, baptizing them. And, and how could you do that? Let one of us know, hey, my friend um, would like to get baptized. And we could, we'd love to sit and talk with them and pray with them and make sure they're ready. And then let's make it happen. Just like Philip and the eunuch did. I mean, they they stopped the chariot and got out and baptized somebody in some water on the side of the road. I mean, it's that important. And so I hope you got something out of today. I hope your faith grew. I hope, hope you have some confidence. Um, you might need to listen to this again, take notes, and that's fine. It's on our website. And um, let me close with a prayer. Lord, I thank you for the ability to be a part of what you're doing on this world. I thank you, God, for the ability that you care about people who are far from you. Lord, we thank you that you've entrusted us with the message of the gospel. And I pray that these points would help someone and that they would be um, open to letting you use them in great and marvelous ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs>